You're listening to the AISTS Master of Sports Administration podcast, created by Dr. Boris Gojanovic as part of the program Sports Medicine Module. In this series, we attempt to discover, understand, and debate the important issues in the world of sports medicine. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast with Emily and Pavel. Today, we're going to talk about if taking breaks from your diet lead to more successful results. Um, well, my name is Pavel. I'm a former athlete. And as I gained some weight since retiring now, I am with my friend Emily and also a personal trainer and nutritional advisor about how to diet. So Emily, how, where should we start? Because uh, dieting to become a healthier, to become healthier is a reality for a significant proportion of the development world, as obesity has become an epidemic. Dieting is so hard. You know, I think I have such a bad metabolism. Well, you know, Pavel, metabolism isn't really something bad or good. Metabolism is basically extracting energy from the food that we eat in order to do our biological processes. So when we eat something, it turns into ATP. ATP is our fuel source in the body. When we have too much ATP, though, it goes into our adipose tissue, which is our fat stores. So when we have a fast metabolism, it actually means that we're able to extract all of the nutrition from each calorie to use for these processes, either storing or using for energy. So when you have a good metabolism or a desirable metabolism, it actually means that you have a slow one because you want it to be less efficient. It's not taking all of the energy from the calories we're eating. It's just getting rid of some of the energy. Oh, sounds like the key is in the calories. Well, yeah, exactly. So you want to basically, in order to maintain weight, you want to consume the same amount of calories that you exert. But if you want to lose weight, you need to be exerting more calories than what you take in. Oh, so I should just exercise more? Well, that's a really good point that you bring up, Pavel, because most people think that calories out or the energy out is just exercise. But actually, there are four main components to calories or energy out. One is your resting energy expenditure, REE, or your BMR. This is like 70% of the amount of energy that you exert every day. Then you have your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, or NEAT for short. That's like tapping your fingers, chewing gum, things that you do, maybe even using your hands when you talk. Exercise activity, That's only one of the four factors. And then you also have thermic effect of feeding. So every time that you eat, it actually takes calories or energy to just process the food that you've eaten. So it seems like a few weeks after dieting doesn't work anymore. Yeah, that's another good point, Pavel. So your body always wants to go into homeostasis. Homeostasis is just balancing who you are and balancing the internal processes. So after a long time of dieting, your body adapts. Wait, 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 what is that supposed to mean? Well, it means that your metabolism is no longer doing what you want it to do because you're giving it lower calories. It balances out on that same amount of calories. Oh, you mentioned hormones before, but I thought that was a problem only for for teenagers. Well, that's what a lot of people think, but hormones are actually just the the different things that put us into that homeostasis or balance. 
In particular, when it comes to dieting, there are two hormones that we care most about. Leptin, which for short, it basically makes us feel satiety, and grenaline, which for short makes us feel hungry. Leptin comes from fat cells, so as we lose fat, no longer is so much leptin, the one that makes us feel full, being secreted. And with less fat, we actually have an increase in grenaline, so we have less satiety and more hunger. It sounds like there's no hope for dieting. Yeah, it does sound like that, but actually there's a recent study that came out called the Matador Study. They took participants who were all obese, and 19 of them went on 16 weeks of continuous dieting, whereas 17 of them actually took diet breaks. So they dieted for two weeks and then took two weeks off. Now, during the diet phase, they were on 67% of maintenance calories. But because our body always goes into homeostasis and wants to balance itself out, these calorie amounts were readjusted throughout the study. One thing that was found out is within the first two weeks, you have the biggest drop or metabolic change to come back into homeostasis where your resting energy expenditure goes down. And we know from other studies that an increase in calories can bring your body back into a higher metabolic rate, so restoring your metabolism and increasing leptin. The study also found that the group who took the breaks lost more weight during the dieting phase, and specifically, they lost more fat mass. Seems like taking diet breaks helps mitigate the adaptive processes in your body and ensures that you have better fat loss on higher calories. So it seems like the key is to avoid the adaptation. Exactly. So we found also that you have less likely chances of having a rebound and regaining all of the fat if you have less of a reduction in that resting energy expenditure, which can be helped by taking diet breaks. But what happens after the diet? Yeah, that's a really good point. Most people think that once they've achieved their goals, everything is fine and dandy and they can return to eating the same way that they were before. But just like we talked about, your body is always adapting. So your body is used to these lower calories. When you all of a sudden give it way more calories, you're just going to store everything as fat. So it's really important that there is a phase afterwards. More research needs to be done, but it looks like the idea is to have a slow increase on calories until you're back to a comfortable level. Wow, thank you for the information. Now I have a better overview of how to make my diet more successful. Thank you, Emily. You're welcome, Pavel. Thanks for listening. If you've got questions or comments, share them directly on this track on the AISTS MSA SoundCloud page or visit us at www.aists.org.